Hi and welcome to yet another episode of Opnext. As per huge, this is your host Ali Murtadam, and in today's episode, I'm joined by none other than writer and founder of the blog Eidos Life, Manahil Ejaz. On this episode, we talk about her journey as a writer, her focus on raising awareness on mental health through her work, and her advice for aspiring writers, among many other things. So, without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And cue the music. So hi, Manahal, and welcome to Up Next. Hi, Ali. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> It's amazing to have you on, honestly. I'm really looking forward to the episode and to hear more about yourself and work that you do, which is why I'd like to pass over the virtual mic for you to tell us more about it. <laughs> well, Ali, uh, I I never thought I'd be on a podcast this early on in my life, but I am pretty honored to have someone interview me for what I do. And this is all, this is one of the questions where I've actually not really planned out an answer because uh, when it comes to what I do, I do a couple of things. Uh, but I'm 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 going to stick to my uh, egoist life uh, venture because I feel like that's that's where uh, I connected with you on. And uh, basically, in a nutshell, I am an aspiring writer. I started writing uh, when I was in undergrad uh, in Malaysia, where I completed my degree in journalism. So uh, I had a passion for writing and I had a passion for psychology. So uh, Egoist Life, in a way, is a combination of the two. I like to write about mental health awareness and also philosophies of life, poetry, because I have a literature background, but mainly emphasize on mental health awareness through my writing. Uh, and they're more anecdotal uh, kind of a articles rather than just uh, in, informative because obviously I am not a licensed therapist to be uh, saying those things but I talk about it from a very student-centric very new age millennial point of view so yeah that's what I, I love that I love that brief and now you know I <laughs> always I always love to start the episode by taking it back to the very very beginning because that just opens up the door mm-hmm. to all of the other questions and everything else that we're going to talk about And uh, so with that, with that in mind, I mean, uh, how did you first, you know, get into writing? You said you were doing an undergrad and all of that, but how did your journey with it start? So uh, actually, I think it started because uh, I'm also a former Winchester student. <laughs> so I was uh, doing uh, literature in uh, A-levels. That's when I started writing because, you know, A-level literature is hell. <laughs> you write a lot, a lot, a lot. And you do a lot of poetry, you do a lot of uh, book reading. So because of that, I had so much practice with writing that uh, although it wasn't the kind of, you know, the, the style of writing that I really personally like, but because I got in the habit of writing, I think I that's when I was explored to the idea of it. Uh, along with that, I was also studying psychology. So I had these two subjects that kind of built my interest into the whole idea of it. Um, as, a, as a young student, I used to like art, like painting. So uh, from from using a paintbrush to now using a pen, I think that's where the journey had come into. Uh, it's both a form of expression, but I think as I've aged, I've taken the pen over the paintbrush more. And uh, my degree was in uh, mass communication, so I had a lot of writing involved as well. So I kind of continued to write on. And uh, only up until last year, I thought about doing something for myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love the the linear curve of you know you just the the more you get into the more you keep writing and how like everything that you yeah. 
you did just ended up guiding you into that direction. And I'm really glad you mentioned the last point, which is, you know, starting your own thing, right, with AJS Life. What made you want to start? And I think you started in COVID, during COVID time, given that it's, it was one yes. year ago. So how did that also play a role? Yeah. So uh, honestly, uh, Ego's Life is like my COVID baby. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things happened for a lot of people in Ego, uh, in, US, in uh, uh, COVID. Uh, one of the things that happened for me was Egoist because, you know, uh, this was like, like I've mentioned in the first post on my Instagram, I think uh, this was the first time in my life I had no idea what I was supposed to do. You know, I lost my job. I just graduated. I moved to country. I was in Malaysia. I came in six months later, COVID happened. Uh, it was a very confusing time because I was neither, you know, fully uh, career, like I hadn't started my career fully yet. And I had just gotten out of uni as well. So uh, it became a very difficult period to just sit at home and not have any answers to anything. So I think because of that frustration, I had a lot to say, a lot to write about. Uh, one of my first articles was called Purpose, mainly because of that. So uh, it kind of happened as an outlet of uh, expression. And I was like, you know, I don't know if other people are going to like it, but I'm going to write. Let me write. Let me see how it goes. So it started off there. And then um, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty happy on how it was received by everyone else as well. So yeah, that's how it began. Awesome. And you you were previously, you know, bringing up some of the topics that you write about. So, th- you know, you were talking mm-hmm. about awareness, mental health awareness, combining your degree in psychology with it. But mm-hmm. what other topics do you write about? And what are, the, in general, the topics you write about? So a lot, so like in, in terms of mental health awareness, uh, it's usually topics that people don't like to talk about. Uh, another backstory that I would just like to say, uh, I guess no one asked why is it called Egoist Life? That was so, actually my uh, next question. I'm glad you mentioned it. So no, because that kind of relates to the topics then. So the thing with Egoist Life is Egoist in French means selfish. And I, I used to study French as well. And I, I'm really fa- a big fan of language. So I wanted to use a specific word for the word selfish, but not use selfish because it's very harsh in English language. So egoist life basically means selfish life. And for me, that is talking about life selfishly. And by selfishly, I mean uh, being able to have absolutely no filters or barriers or uh, considerations of taboos uh, in cultures or things like that. The things that people don't talk about, let's get that out in the open. So that's why I started, uh, well, chose that name and then kind of, those topics that people want to talk about or people need to hear. So uh, in terms of mental health awareness, I, I have talked about anxiety. I have talked about, uh, you know, cultural barriers that people face with parents. There's a mental health and a generational generational gap and uh, insecurities, things that are very core of all human experience. But, you know, they're not talked about because no one wants to bring it forward or they're not sure how to. So I, I like to have that conversation through literary uh, words. <laughs> um, so that's my way of really doing it. Uh, apart from mental health, I do philosophy. So philosophy in the sense like uh, how we feel well, when we want to find our purpose in life. Uh, I do poetry annotations. I read a lot of Rumi and Shams, so like Sufistic poetry. And I annotate that in, in terms of today's world and how to find meaning and making it relevant to this age. So that's some of the kind of articles I have up. And um, yeah, I guess uh, basically anything that I've been inspired by throughout my life, you know, people that I've met in, in that form, that the experience I've had, and I've kind of found an emotion behind it and spoke about it. 
you'll find everything. I think you'll, I think everyone will find something for themselves there. <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, I really like the range of topics, and you know, I, this is probably the third or fourth time I say this already, but I'm really glad you mentioned that because you are literally just leading me to my next points, and I absolutely love that. It's it's a perfect segue because <laughs> you just mentioned that this is what you get inspired by, and. Whenever I, you know, I, um, I have people that work more with create, you know, the creative side of things, you know, uh, with the, mm-hmm. on yep. the artistic side or, you know, uh, th- things that, you know, I just creative in, in that sense. Just, I, I don't want to say that other yep. people are not creative, but it just, you know, things like trying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, design yep. things yep. like that. They're more on the creative aspect. Uh, so I always love to know mm-hmm. the inspiration behind their work. So, you know, you're putting yeah. pen to paper or you're about to start typing on your keyboard. Mm-hmm. What What is what is the thing that makes you want to write or inspires you to keep going with it? Okay, so I'll tell you this. Uh, when I started, uh, I had like once spoke to my friend about, you know, w- why should I start really? What's, what's going to inspire me to continue writing? Because, you know, uh, I think the biggest challenge I have faced is that our generation on the whole doesn't like to read that much. So it's really fine to uh, find, it's really hard to find people uh, who like to read long form content. Now that we have Instagram and stuff, everything, even people who are writing, they kind of put it on Instagram. So uh, I I was trying to think about how do I make uh, these pieces interesting enough that so that people will actually want to uh, read them and it would benefit them in some way. And that's where the inspiration come for, it came from. I was like, uh, if one person messages me after reading my article and says, you know, I, I felt like I could relate or I found something useful out of it, that's it. That, that is enough inspiration for me to continue writing. And that happened uh, shortly after the first or I think second article. And that's it. It's, it started from there. And then I was like, OK, that's, there's there's at least one or two people who read. <laughs> so it's fine. That's how it started. But now, uh, thankfully, uh, Marshall, it's much better. <laughs> that's absolutely spot on. And, you know, I agree with you on both of the things that you said. So the first being that even if just one person, this is something that I've said for myself, too, is even if just one person, yeah. you know says that oh i i actually like this year this inspired me to whatever this influenced whatever i was doing you know whatever this person said i related to it and things like that then this is way more than enough for me than like i thought a gazillion downloads or whatever or people that just listen for the sake of it yeah exactly and then the second being the fact that our generation doesn't read a lot because i I mean, I hate reading. To be honest, I do not have the patience to read. I, I when I when I grab a book and I try to read, I'm literally jumping off of the chair. Like my legs are just shaking, which is why which is why I'm behind yeah. a mic. You know, I love audio format stuff. Like I love learning stuff yeah, through yeah, yeah, documentaries yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really appreciate the people that put stuff in short content. So people on Instagram, for example, that put stuff on like yeah, the ten yeah. uh, slide carousel thing. And they dumb it down because mm-hmm. I think even for the sake of efficiency more than anything, and with yeah, like yeah. Instagram telling us that you can get this information by a lot less effort, which is more efficient in a way. Some people tend yeah. to it as like, oh, that like, this isn't how you should, mm-hmm. and they have a very solid argument. At the same time, at the same time, it is very efficient, yeah. right? So it it showed us that yeah, it is yeah, a possibility. Definitely. So. Which is why I guess a lot of people are reluctant to read because you, you can just like Google it, <laughs> you know, like the top five mm-hmm. secrets mm-hmm. to whatever. But you can just Google it, or someone probably summarized the book yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, exactly. So I, I, I like I really appreciate yeah. people that 
you know, put in the um, the effort to summarize it because they still want to get the message out there, and they so they're mm-hmm. adhering yeah, exactly. to the the person, the recipient. So they actually care about the recipient getting mm-hmm. it. Because if they're just stuck up in their own yeah. way, they just keep going. But it, give like this shows yeah. that you actually mm-hmm. want to add value, right? That you really want to your work to yeah. inspire someone. So you're trying to appeal to them wherever they are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's exactly how it was. I mean, I started off just writing because I I enjoyed writing for myself. And then when I got some sort of reception from other people, you know, people started saying, why don't you put it on Instagram, put something on Instagram. So then I started putting stuff up. And then later on, you know, like, that's how then we started like a mini podcast as well. It's a very amateur type, but we started that as well, just because we had a lot to say. And sometimes it's easier to just say it and not write and just in a conversation format. So that was also something I'm, I'm always open to uh, kind of getting the message out in different forms. Like I am completely open to the idea of it and uh, I, I enjoy it, especially as long as you're passionate about it. I think, I think the channel you use is it's endless nowadays anyway. <laughs> exactly. It, it can be, yeah. uh, it can be the, the, the thing that you least expect to like with platforms like you've seen mm-hmm. people explode through Snapchat, people, uh, the little, the yeah, little Snapchat yeah. shows and, on Instagram, like a short reel can get you into someone's profile to learn more mm-hmm. about everything exactly. that they do. So the, the opportunities are endless and it's now the landscape is that it doesn't matter even if you make the greatest reels on the planet. Mm-hmm. If your viewers, if your mm-hmm. listeners don't, aren't on reels, then you're not, you're, you're not doing yeah, anything. Not, exactly. You're not, uh, you're, yeah. not if you're not really causing the impact that you want. And, you know, mm-hmm. with with that in mind, you, you know, you're talking about inspiring people and, you know, hearing back from someone saying like, oh, this article really inspired me, uh, related to mm-hmm. me. Yep. So I want to ask you a question that I was asked uh, on a podcast where I was on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. And the question was, uh, you know, yes. you talked a lot about adding value, impact this, impact that. But what would you say is impact to you in, you know, your field with writing and with uh, put, putting up your articles online what is impact to you like how do you define it so actually i mean uh there's a huge other part of uh this story that involves another inspiration that kind of got me uh going into this field that was or at least into this topic uh when covid happened uh a lot of people faced a lot of challenges a lot of you know either people like i lost my job but a lot of people, uh, you know, couldn't travel anymore, had to stay back. So many things happened. So everyone was facing a lot of trouble there. And at that time, I reached out to Mental Health AE. And that's what I want to shout out to them as well, because uh, they are the local NGO over here that does, uh, I mean, provides all the resources for students, uh, for, well, the youth and uh, adults here. Um, and uh, they had like a wellness circle every Wednesday where we used to talk. And because there were so many changes happening every Wednesday, there was a new batch of people. We'll discuss a few things, what we're facing, because it was also uncertain. Uh, because of that support group that I felt, that communal feeling that I got with that group, it felt like, you know, this feeling is something that you can create. It doesn't, it, it just has to be based on, um, you know, mutual passion and mutual understanding. And that kind of got me into the idea of creating impact through it. Uh, once I started feeling better, uh, I, you know, I, I had told them as well that because of you guys, I'm, I'm inspired to do this now. I want to do this as well because of the support I've gotten. I want to pass it forward because it's not just uh, knowing um, 
I mean, just creating awareness. I also get a lot of information from, you know, my own circle of what people are facing. And more, most oftenly, it's, uh, it's things that can be at least heard by other people. Uh, sometimes all you need to be there, uh, all you need to really provide is an ear to listen and some sort of uh, compassion. And that's what Egress Life was for, actually. It was, you find something that you can relate to. And if there's something that you want to get off your chest, that would be, I'm always open to that as well. So uh, Mental Health AE, uh, shout out to them. They are the ones that also pushed me a lot towards uh, talking about this. I'm still with them. I'm actually now a feature writer for their blog as well. So once we started talking about it, so a lot of my articles are on their page as well. So related to their relevant topics. So, I mean, for me, they're, they're also a big part of my journey and uh, I, I always will stay a part of them. And also, I, I definitely uh, would advise all students, younger generation to reach out um, and see what they have in terms of their resources, because it's very useful uh, in this in UAE now to create awareness about this. A gazillion percent. I mean, first of all, mental health AE, yeah. these guys are absolute legends. I love them. Yeah. I, I've had Latifa yeah. on, uh, on the podcast. I think it was like... Yeah. 40 episodes ago she's a long time ago oh my god <laughs> she was episode 13 yeah, and yeah. She, she was she was amazing like the story of how it came yeah, to be is, you know they, they yeah. recognize that the, there is they googled literally how to help someone a friend uh, yeah. and they try to find the yeah. answer so they just went exactly. ahead and mm-hmm. you know they 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 filled in that gap and it's not just like it's not a market okay. gap or like you know uh in business yeah. terms like oh you know yeah. people want to buy this but no one is selling it so i'll do it it's yeah. nothing like that it is yeah. they genuinely wanted exactly. to help because they were seeking help for someone mm-hmm. they couldn't find it they were like well let's yeah. let's make it there for everyone and not just that someone especially mm-hmm. at a point where it's so hard to um get actual help in the sense that you know all of the content that we see yeah. on social media about mm-hmm. mental health it's not very uh, it can easily misguide you right you can you can look yeah, up yeah. like it you can see the symptoms of anxiety and they can also be the symptoms of you having a bad mm-hmm. day right mm-hmm. or yeah. you yeah, yeah. you know not doing great on the exam so you're feeling down which is a complete normal human reaction that even animals have yeah. Right when they don't catch a prey mm, yeah. or whatever, like it, it, it mm. so it helps you really like mm. distinguish because we're we have mm-hmm. so much content being pushed about us in regards to mental health. Because yeah. we do, we went from a stage of zero recognition for mental health to you know a lot of recognition, which is yeah. exactly how it should be. But it's something yeah. that worries yeah. me is that the information that we're getting is just we're just resharing the same thing, and mm-hmm. no one is fact checking, yeah. right? No one is. Uh, yeah. Telling us that this is exactly how it is, because psychology is a is a yeah. huge and reputable science. It's b- based on yeah. m- so much medical evidence and research. So yeah. when uh, when I see people yeah. like this that provide like mental health AE that provide actual sources, yeah. you know, credible sources, credible information yeah. that can actually help someone, yeah. rather than you know probably yeah. misguide them, even though they have th- these people that are sharing the stuff, they might have the purest intention in mind. But it's just that the idea that no one knows, right? So someone should know. And it's them. Because if you try exactly. to go to a professional, it is insanely expensive. You don't even know exactly. where to begin. I think that's and where they the help with that too. They help you locate people. Yeah, yeah that's what I actually had, feel, had the strongest thing for. Uh, it's not really at the end of the day where to get help. It's the big, it's the taking that first step. That first step is 
probably the hardest and you need to know where to go for that first step because everyone will be like you should take help where where how do you take help like if you're sick you go to a doctor you you're not feeling okay for a couple of weeks months how do you get yourself out or how do you even begin to have that conversation especially in this region of the world where uh, there are many cultural barriers religious barriers in understanding mental health because we have a lot of taboo we have to accept it and uh, we have to understand that 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 this conversation is not easy for students young people even adult and actually probably even more for adults to have uh, because they they hadn't they haven't received the resources that we have today so they they have probably even lesser knowledge than we do in, at this age so it's, it's it's to have that conversation i mean i i can i if we have time i can just share a story Please, of my own yes. um in my uh, so once i wrote uh, for mental health uh, my dad is obviously way way older than me uh, and he he took interest like suddenly he's like so what do you write about what what is like what do you mean by mental health because he's not too sure like how is it different from like normal you know talking about how you're feeling i'm like it's an actual like you know dedicated thing you have to know about your own mental health check in with yourself and through that he got intrigued because you know obviously an adult you're not going to tell them no you should do this it, it has to come from their own side through just the fact that i was writing uh he found mental health ae he went to their website he google like he checked some of the resources he's like oh these are these are nice these are like they they look they sound very useful so normally an old like an older person would not google something like this but just because uh someone from your family is a part of it it naturally brings a lot of awareness into the family and then it actually did because uh we started having conversations about mental health because i was regularly writing about it so you know it, it's something that we couldn't really avoid anymore and this is something that we probably never spoke about before so i think that's it's a, it's a very small change but it ha- has an impact in the long run so tomorrow if i'm not okay or if the, if i'm having you know a bad day it won't just be like thrown away because we already have an understanding that there is such a thing as mental health there's so, yeah, just a really small example but it did make a difference I, th- that puts a huge smile on my face just you know i you know, <laughs> st- statistics show that uh, i th- i don't remember the exact statistic and i don't want to be a statistics and i don't know why i led with statistics show what i don't remember because <laughs> that i sound like a news reporter that, that didn't read their their thing <laughs> but if i'm not mistaken and i can be wrong on this please do facts check it but it was like one in four people read will experience some sort of yeah. uh, like you know yeah. mental health, you know, something related to mental health and a lot of families have more than four people <laughs> so think about it this no, way so uh, i think something that even latif had mentioned on her episode i think so i'm, I'm not quite sure but someone had mentioned it and it was um, that at least let it be known that actually it was her yeah let it be known that this is something that we can talk about so yes exactly. so the person that might be going through it has something less to worry about that is you know no one yeah, would talk yeah. about it or they would be scared to mention it or mm-hmm. you know say that yeah i'm not feeling great because at least we're open because i'm not gonna lie it, it is it's not easy especially that you're saying with elder mm-hmm. people because you can't blame them whatsoever because Imagine, yeah, yeah, imagine exactly. like 30, 40 years of your life not knowing yeah. that it even exists. Like I only heard yeah. of the term mental health yeah. like four or five years ago. And I'm 21. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just imagine. And so for me, it was something to recognize it. 
So imagine yeah. for uh, for me to like, oh, so this is not, you know, just something, you know, like yeah. this yeah. is just someone that everyone goes through. This is, you know, yeah. so this is something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that actually needs attention. And then, uh, so yeah. it's the same thing for, you know, different generations. So we also have to keep that in account. And, you know, so yeah. I, I would say yeah. that, like, just letting let it be known that if this is a conversation that you want to have, I'm here to have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. something that takes exactly. a huge weight off of someone's shoulder. Because like you were saying, it's yeah. sometimes it's all about lending an ear to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nowhere, at least these support groups or uh, even whoever is talking about it, let's say on socials as well, is not providing any sort of therapy. And I think that's obviously wrong anyway. Uh, no one is... Uh, uh, permitted to uh, provide therapy if they're not licensed. But this is actually just providing an outlet and a place to have that discussion, especially because I I have personally known so many friends of mine who have dealt with so many issues. And mental health problems, by the way, I think everyone deals with it. Like It's not even like mental health disorders, conditions, separate thing. But everyone goes through some mental health problem. If you are in touch with your emotions, you may have occurred uh, incurred one of them. You have to be uh, close with your emotions for that to uh, for for you to actually acknowledge it. So uh, it's it's not like oh it only happens to someone. It's most like as long as you're living, you're gonna uh, incur some problems in life. So uh, it's something that you need to be able to accept and acknowledge and then discuss. So the acceptance acknowledgement part is is probably the toughest bit. Uh, if if you don't have family or friends that you can kind of uh, be supported with. And I think this is what uh, well now we have at our disposal through social media, through these type of channels. And I personally, I, I follow so many as well. So it's, it's not just Egoist Life is talking about it. I myself follow so many other um, uh, social media accounts or even websites. Like, for example, Lighthouse Arabia over here, I've actually reached out to them once. Uh, she's, they're actually the licensed place, uh, place to go to if you need help with any such condition uh, in the UAE. And they're very good at what they put out on in terms of content as well. So I take a lot of inspiration from there. So it's also educating yourself. Just because I'm talking about this, I'm constantly educating myself as well to ensure that, you know, nothing uh, that is incorrect or misleading can go out. You know, it's it's a, it's a, you learn, you pass the baton to other people as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I have so much respect for that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know... You were just talking about, uh, you just mentioned that reaching out to Lighthouse and all these places and mm-hmm. uh, that you follow accounts and it's not just the Idris Dive. So, uh, I mean, why don't you tell us where we can find your work, your articles, if people want to check them out? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's on, so I have a website, which is by the name egoistlife.com. That's where all of my articles are at. Uh, I'm uh, obviously there's a couple of articles that are on mentalhealthae.com under the blog section. So you'll be able to see a couple of mine over there, ma- mainly related to things that I think the youth would be very interested in reading about. Uh, we're talking about insecurities. We're talking about generation gap, mental health, um, the, the challenges we faced in COVID. I also spoke about uh, how to deal with the trauma of COVID uh, from a you know adult point of view, from a student point of view, from a parent point of view, because we all had our own battles. So uh, you'll be able to find most all of the articles on uh, my website. And I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, same handle, Egoist Life. So you can reach me out there, DM, message. I have a couple of podcast episodes over there that we that me and my sisters actually initiated. So because this conversation was happening so openly, 
uh, although those are not specific to mental health, but you know, uh, we want to know and we want to be able to put a voice to the platform that you know we're real people and you can talk to me and we can talk to each other. So those podcasts was also those podcasts were also very well received. So that you can find on my Instagram. So, yeah. Perfect. That's and these will also be in the show notes uh, and uh, for people awesome. to check them out. And now, you know, I think we tra- we covered a lot of ground in terms of, you know, what you do yep. with your writing, some of the challenges that you faced with it, and then how you translated that into your writing and your work. So I, I now kind of want to jump into the advice bit of things, because right, one of the biggest uh, things that, that I try to do with the podcast is to get someone that is on their journey right now to, you know, share a few mm-hmm. things with people that want to start or just earlier stages. So they might be going through something that you, you know, you might have gone through already and they get to have, you know, hopefully a time sensitive roadmap of how to get through it. So what would your advice be to someone that wants to start pursuing their own, you know, journey, you you are an aspiring writer yourself with writing and Mm -hmm. publishing their own content online? So I, I personally think that um, whatever medium you use is a, is a discussion that is, is, is a choice that you can make. But the thing that really matters for all content creators or uh, entrepreneurs or anyone who wants to really create impact is the content bit of it. I am also like, a, I count myself as someone who likes to write and I'm a digital marketer as well by profession. So for me, content is key for everything. If you are passionate about what you are about to embark on, I think you have so much scope with what you will be putting out and how much you will be amazed to receive on the other end. So I, for me, the advice for any young, and I think with our generation, like literally everyone I have come across, especially now, there is so many creative people out there in UAE specifically. And uh, they're just, I think, um, uh, how do I say, they're just confident, they're open, they're vocal, they are uh, not afraid. And I think these things are very important to be able to start your own journey. Don't worry about how the traction will be. Don't worry about how, how many people will like it or whether, you know, a bad feedback or good feedback or whatever. That's, that's all secondary. Do it for yourself. Do it for uh, your own passion. If it makes you feel good, if you feel like you have something to share for the world, it will eventually come down to something that is very much more valuable than any other, uh, you know, journey you take. Because you're going to be doing so much in your life. Like, you know, we have our... Another thing why I started Equus Life is, like, we have our set path. Uh, I transitioned from a student to a uh, working professional. And I started to realize, you know, we have this student life, then you go to high... uh, Then you go to uh, uni, and then you start working. And then it's that very, like, uniform, normal path. When you choose to do something for yourself in terms of entrepreneurship, even business, or even just becoming a content creator. This is where you actually pause and do something for yourself. And people like that are inspirations for, you know, the years ahead of us anyway. I think that is the next generation. People who create for impact and create for themselves, not just for the sake of it. Love that. And now the second part of this is um, about, you know, the the topic of mental health. So what would your advice be to someone that... Mm -hmm. Once you start talking about it or, you know, pre-writing pre- about it, for example, uh, and getting into the field, but they are reluctant because they might think it's taboo or things like that, anything because of their surroundings. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, for, so two parts of this would be like, if someone is dealing with mental health difficulty or anything, like I'm not saying you have a problem per se, maybe you don't even know if it's a problem yet. You're just not feeling all right or something you think has is wrong, either by experience, uh, by something that has happened in your life, any significant change. Uh, in times of change, I think it's very important to check in with yourself if you're actually doing okay. If you feel like there's something that's bothering you or something that's not going well, check in with your internal circle first if you have the support you require. What is it that you actually require? Do you want someone to listen to you first or do you want to know? Do you want to find out a solution? A lot of people out there who are like, oh, I feel like this, but I don't know what to do. And what I usually would tell them is before you go to what do I do? Do you, do you actually understand your, uh, the situation that you're in? Why are you feeling this way? Have you spent enough time to self-check? or self-reflect as to what what has happened in the past that is making you feel this way. So for me, uh, if anyone's feeling uh, a certain way, it's really important to self-reflect. It's really important to see if you have that internal support system. Support systems are very important. This is precisely why we have mental AE as well. So for me, uh, if anyone's facing any troubles like that, you can always just like shout out. Maybe just by dialogue, we'll be able to establish what it is that's actually bothering you. And then obviously solutions, all of uh, the problems that you can, uh, I mean, the steps you can take, that's something that, that's a discussion that will be had. And, you know, we can guide you to the right place as well. So uh, that's first step for that. And if someone wants to write about mental health, I think one of the reasons why I write is because I read a lot as well. So a lot of uh, book reading, a lot of courses, a lot of uh, finding about stuff through obviously my previous um education and now as well as I continually read about these uh, these uh, topics. So educate yourself, talk about it, and also understand the differences that we come with. Uh, mental health problems don't look the same in everyone. Everyone has our, has their own individual differences, and we have to understand that it will be different in other, other uh, individuals as per our understanding. So it's always growing. It's always new. Psychology doesn't, isn't uniform. So you, we can't be uh, very generalized in our view judgment, even as just individuals. Obviously, we're not therapists or licensed professionals. But even just to have a judgment, keep a very open mind towards how you see mental health and how you write about it as well, because that's also important. You should be able to come off as someone that ha- has a more um, you know, well-rounded judgment and has actually got that understanding that mental health is different is different in everyone and is valid in whatever circumstance that the person is going through so yeah i think uh, that's about it <laughs> yeah, that's amazing i really like your take especially on the last point because you know humans are no it's, there's no one size fit all right so everyone's everyone's experience is different everyone's uh you know what they go through why they go through it how they deal with it uh, th- their their environment, everything ar- around that is yeah. insanely different from everyone else. I find it very astonishing how you know every single human being that you see walking down the street is literally uh, a, a ten thousand page long story that is mm-hmm. unique in every exactly. single sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And even though you know you might mm-hmm. in your head build a per- build a persona or a few bullet points under which you mm-hmm. think that person will yeah. lie. When you talk to them for five minutes, mm-hmm. you realize how stupid you are. And this is something that I personally faced. <laughs> exactly. And this is something that got me to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. love meeting mm-hmm. people and learning about them because mm-hmm. it just blows your mind the mm-hmm. way you learn so much. You learn how to be considerate. 
Because yeah. you know, yeah. Like, like I'll give a very, very silly example, but there's this meme, n- not a meme, no, <laughs> sorry, sorry for using the term meme, but the, it, it, just, it makes sense when I say it, but it's the, um, there's this trend going around on TikTok and it's mm-hmm. uh, show a, a video or picture of you when you are at your lowest, but no one knew. And what really mm-hmm. shocked me is that there were so many yeah. videos of people dancing, you yeah. know, if you'd see it without the yeah. text or without that audio saying like, show me. Yeah, you would yeah. think they're they're having the time of their lives, you know. Oh my God, yeah. this person! And they're yeah. out on a yacht, they're whatever. Oh, look at them! They're all dressed up, all fancy yeah. and stuff. But then, even they tell, and then in the caption when they tell the story, it's like you can never ever guess what yeah. who the person tr- completely is. You know what they're going through at that moment. Mm-hmm. So just be considerate. You know, just put yourself in their shoes. Think of if you're not having a great day, how would you want people to treat you? Because no one will know that you're yeah. not having a great day, and it could be the yeah. same thing with how you treat people. Yeah, exactly. There's no like. I think the idea is not to go jumping to fixing people. Uh, you can't fix anyone's problem. You all you can really do is hear them out and try to be compassionate towards it. Empathy is something that we all as a generation should have or increase in ourselves and uh, the le- the time that we give. We live in a very fast-paced world. People don't have a lot of time, honestly. Uh, if you give your valuable time to someone who needs it at a time of need, I think uh, that kind of helps the first few steps of uh, getting that uh, initial validation and acceptance. And then, you know, the road ahead becomes a lot more easier. And that's, I mean, I say this with my own experience. I felt the same way when I joined Mental Health AE. Uh, validation acceptance and then you know what it, it led to some some of the best things that i've experienced in life definitely yeah and now you know as we're getting closer to signing off i always love to ask about the future so what are some of the goals that you mm-hmm. have set for yourself as a writer where do you want to take this so honestly i i i had i think once written that um i have enjoyed because it's almost been one year for writing and what I've really enjoyed about uh, Egoist is that I'm writing at my own pace, my own, uh, you know, my own uh, understanding in the sense that I choose what I want to talk about and my own growth, like what I see for myself. It's not monitored or it's not measured by any specific level. Like I'm not measuring my growth as per, you know, followers or how many website visitors I'm getting I'm not measuring it that way because I know that there is a couple of people out there that actually look forward to it and that itself is a huge uh, appreciation for me for me growth is that as long as I am living I am utilizing my experiences into some form of content that I can give back that will kind of live beyond me as well that's the idea so everything that I am going through, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my early 20s, so I will be having multiple changes. You know, I'm here today, tomorrow I'll be in another country, maybe another job, meet another, you know, couple of different people. All of that will be my own individual story. And what I learn or take from that is what I want to put out. I, the idea would definitely be to continue writing. If anything, I don't want my motivation to break. Uh, that's 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 the main, main goal, that the motivation, the passion stays and I continue to write and you know I hope people who are looking for something or for for something to relate to I hope people still find that relatability uh in some way or the other through the content that I put out there and I think that's more than anything I could ask for <laughs> so that's about it yeah definitely I mean I, I love that too and I wish you all the best with that and I'm sure you're gonna 
I mean, I I I really like the the fact that you're um you're happy with doing it at your own pace. This is something that I also relate to. Like, I'm really yeah. happy that you know you get to have that option of like you know I yeah, I I want to exactly. talk about this today, so I built myself a platform where mm-hmm. I can do that. You know, I'm not tied exactly. to something that is beyond my vision mm-hmm. or something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I I mean I I relate to that and I I really admire it because it it is mm-hmm. a great feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it it's very empowering. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, only a couple of few things in life really make you feel that empowered when you have your own uh, space, space, and uh, you know, passion to follow. And that's what I look at egoist as. It's it's something that I do at my own time. I don't rush into it. Honestly, one of the biggest things is I don't write when I'm not in it. Like it's something that has to be in it, or I'm if I'm fully in it, then I'm writing. I'm not writing for the sake of it. I will write when it works. Like I have to be in the right frame, frame of mind to write as well. So uh, that's why it's not something that I can be like, you know, put out content, keep putting it out. No, I can't do that. It will come on its own time. It's as uh, fluctuational as life, you know. Some 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 months will be super super productive. Some months uh, maybe not so much, and I'm okay with that because it's my own personal journey and there's no rush. So, yeah. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And you know, we've spoken about. Your journey as a writer, we spoke to you about, you know, Manahal, the aspiring writer, the Manahal, the writer that's trying to raise awareness about mental health. And now with the couple questions that we have left, they are going to, you know, be more about Manahal, the person, to give people more of an idea mm-hmm. about yourself and your perspective and take on things. So, and also just a w- warning, things do tend to, like the questions that to tend to get a lot deeper compared to the, the dresses that we've been talking Ooh, about I love before. This. Finally, finally, <laughs> about time. <laughs> uh, so the first one is about success. Now, yeah. I okay. absolutely love listening to the answers about this because all the answers are amazing and yeah. they're all insanely different. Uh-huh. So what is uh-huh. your definition of success? So my definition of success, um, honestly, um, a lot of the times when, when when I've kind of when 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 we're aspiring to do something with our life, uh, we have parameters that are not usually set by ourselves because we start aspiring success from a very young age, and the par- parameters around success are not crafted by ourselves because we're young. But as you grow older, that's when you start kind of uh, establishing what are your uh, parameters for success. And as an adult, they've obviously changed. Initially, you know, all those things that people think that are signs of success, you know, you you graduate, you get a job, blah, 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 those, all that success. Uh, that's changed a lot, <laughs> maybe because I'm past it. But no, I'm pretty sure like uh, a lot of people still, even in their 20s, they aspire for that, uh, you know, structural success success pathway. But I have kind of deviated from that because I, I found that success is has to be a lot more personal rather than just a, a, a social thing. So uh, for me, success is something uh, that I target, uh, that I set a goal on, and I attain. So I'm successful then. It has to be something that I aspire to do, and I achieve it in whatever timeline I think was suitable is success. And I don't think success is linear. The success is never like, you know, point A to point B. It's There's a lot of stuff that happens in between. But, you know, at the end of the day, or at the end of that time where you can look back and you can say, you know what? It wasn't too bad because, for example, egoist, it was it was very unplanned for it to happen. 
uh, I lost my job. I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Uh, a year down the line, got another job. Egoist is still happening. I look back and I'm like, wow, Egoist happened because of that job loss. So would I count that as success? In the, At that time, I thought, oh, that's it. You know, I just got a job and I lost it. So <laughs> that, was, that felt like a failure. But now when I look back, it's like success. So it's not linear. You never really realize it. But as long as you have a goal to do something and you attain it at whatever pace, ultimately you attain it, that is success for me. I absolutely love that. This is exactly why I love asking this question. Like, I think even for me, it's so eye-opening and refreshing to hear so many different perspectives of different people. Mm-hmm. It just it, it it makes you think and that enriches your view of it of like what success is. And yeah. now you know, on to the second one, uh, and it's about describing mm-hmm. yourself. So. Uh, I stole this, I, and I, I love to give this a disclaimer. I say it every time, but I also want to respect the people I, I stole this from. So I stole this from a show uh, <laughs> called AB Thoughts, and they basically, uh, a huge fan Ooh, of yes. the show. Um, so yeah, in the I end, they, uh, Anna's Bullshit asked the person, how would they describe themselves mm-hmm. in one word? And I really like the idea, especially mm-hmm. keeping it at the end. So uh, I decided to utilize it for my own purposes but with a twist because mm-hmm. i value originality and creativity okay. so how would you describe yourself awesome. in just three words <laughs> you know it's, it's crazy i like the number three because i have that on uh, i think egoist as well uh where i've described myself in three words so i'm going to use that so i've got human artist dreamer so i usually use that in in, in three uh wherever i get a chance to kind of describe myself in three words i use that the human is very important to me. I think that's the first part. And I know it's, it sounds very general, but it's very important and it has a very deep meaning behind human. I am a highly sensitive person. I am very receptive towards feelings, towards experiences, towards environments. So I, in my sense, I'm the most human I can be because I receive a lot from my environment and my feelings being very uh, introspective as a person. So I feel very human. Uh, an artist, because as a child, I was kind of like, always doing art stuff. You know, I used to paint as a kid. I used to do henna as a kid. Then I started writing. So I've always had that artistic flow. And I don't think that's something I can ever get rid of. It's always going to be in me. I've always wanted to create as well. And dreamer is, uh, I stay in my head a lot. You know, I, I know writers who, who are like me can kind of relate. Uh, in order to write very uh, figurative and re- very uh, conversational creative pieces, you have to be someone who has a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, daydreams. I, I I actually wrote on Egoist that uh, this is basically the product of my many daydreams and many uh, you know musings about <laughs> what I'm doing with life. So I am a dreamer, and uh, that's what I use to put into this real you know physical world. <laughs> So, yeah. Awesome. I love that. And especially the first one, because uh, funny enough, the last episode, uh, Zaid was on, and his him to share himself with three words was, I am human. Oh, yes. Yeah, so nice. I, I think it's very important for us to take a step back and realize that we are human. You know, we yeah. are flawed and yeah, we should exactly. be that way. You yeah. know, yeah, like, yeah. what's the point if everyone is just perfect and we're a bunch of robots? <laughs> We 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 are entitled to react. Yeah. I think we are receptive beings. We are social beings. So uh, our reactions cannot be so should not be scrutinized that way. And we should accept the humanness in us. Exactly. So that's why it will be number one. <laughs> and now you know on to okay. the last thing that is less of a question and more of an open ended invitation. So 
the mic is over to you if you mean if mm-hmm. you have one last thing to say to everyone listening right now what would it be um, um i'm guessing since you you're also on your own creative journey and i'm pretty sure that everyone that is listening to this are creative people who have passions that either they've explored or or are exploring uh, the only i think takeaway that i would say from any podcast that i've heard is that uh, don't limit yourself uh, as to what you can achieve. Uh, there is plenty out there and there is plenty of time for it as well. Uh, you don't know what you're capable of until you uh, incur something in your life that will actually hit that realization. If it hasn't happened right now, it's okay. It's probably coming your way. But if, if you feel like you have something that you want to do, give it a shot. There is absolutely nothing that needs to stop you or come in your way. Uh, physical things of the world, you know, to school, uni, studies, exams. These are things that will always be there. Make time for yourself. If if you make time for yourself, life will make time for you too. So follow what you actually want to do, not what is expected of you. I mean, I'm always still, obviously going to say that because I kind of break expectations. <laughs> or at least, well, my family thinks. But yeah. So uh, do what you think is right and it will eventually bring fruit at the end of it. I mean, what a better note to end the episode on. Thank you so much, Osi, for joining me. It's been absolutely amazing <laughs> to so talk to so you and fun. to hear all about yourself. It was, it was very, very inspiring and refreshing. I always say this, but I generally take notes in oh, my head. So and I, I was writing stuff down too. I have, I have a little... <laughs> this is like... I I think more than anything, I, I generally you know learn so much and get a lot of value from this. So... I mean, what you're saying about one person being inspired from what you write, well, one person is not inspired by what you said, and I'm sure a lot more as soon as uh, the episode is out. Don't say that. So, uh, I mean, it, it's absolutely <laughs> oh amazing. God. Keep growing, keep doing what you're doing, and I'm sure you're gonna smash all the goals you have set. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.